What's up? This is Shay Nora with Phil and Vod on the Tissue and the Tape podcast, home of the essence, respect, heat holders. Trust. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Like we always do about this time. Catching shit off the radio. Put the tissue in the tissue on the top. Tissue or the tape. They don't know about that. Respect, heat holders. Respect, heat holders. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Phil Maddox, Davis Backless, Gandhi, Hip Hop 365. You know the time, it's the tissue and the tape. Adjust my tally and twine and design the great metaphors at a rate like cosplay. Don't need conventions to display my conviction upon date. MCs are rhythm and bit in peace like Gandhi. Four seat at the table, getting milk, Solange eight. No hunger strikes or kicks in tight spaces. Jessic lyrics to elevate and physically separates us. You can debate us, but get your weight up. We'll wait and meditate since we are great with patience. What's the diagnosis? We are great with patience and pop is contagious. Worldwide, but you're racist. This back with Davis, Phil, there's no basis. Cause tissue in the tape makes America the greatest. From beatboxing on slave ships, till we six feet in a box in a grave dip, we raise this culture. Born to debone these vultures, picking the brains of the youth, mumbling that insults us. I post up with the rap radar that gets me vexed when he uplift trash like Charles S. That's complex. Wait, I can read between the lines, it's not hate to suggest they don't need to rhyme. We just take it back, or rather choose to rewind when he hold us in the back of the twines and defenses the bond. Diggy, Jack Beasley, Native Son, it's the faculty first. Uh. Recording live from somewhere, it's the world's famous TITT, it's home team in the motherfucking house. No question. As always, it is I, Davis Backwards, and who state your name, Gangsta? Philmatic365, a.k.a. Missed it by that much. It was all good just a week ago. Well, yo, um, Philmatic, uh, I want to give a special uh, salute. Clack, clack, salute, salute. I'm never alone, man. Big big salute to you, brother. Um, we had one of our, our, our favorite, uh, not only just MCs, but also just favorite interviews since we've been doing this thing. We, we, we've done oh, over and seventy episodes of this thing, and we were actually able to, to speak to one of the architects of our of our whole tissue in the tape. Yeah, man, we got one half of the world famous uh, legendary first family uh, MOP. We had Billy Dan's on, um, getting a lot of love for the episode, a lot of gems, a lot of uh, tales from the um, from the tape from uh, Billy. Uh, the LL story, um, the MOP story, like the, the I should say the Any Up story. Yeah, so it was so story. many, yeah, the origin story of MOP. So many, so many gems. Uh, shout out to uh, Billy, Fame, Teflon, uh, Lays, of course, Fox, and the yeah. whole first family. You know, absolutely, man. Uh, when you when you see MOP. Not only does it not stand for monkeys on parole, but it ain't just Billy and Fame. It's it's a whole lot that comes with that mash out posse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yo, that so dope, man. Shout out to the whole Browns. Yo, Bills, Phil, you see him back there? No, 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 not him back. Him back there with the M O P coat on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I, I need about 74, Paul. <laughs> like, like, yo, getting 74 people in the club, yeah, it's amazing, yo. Yeah, that's amazing. But de- definitely shout out to to uh, the whole MOP, man. Yes, sir. But we actually, uh, speaking of uh, first family, man, we got somebody that, I mean, since 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 I've heard you talk, I mean, it's been it's been a decade plus that you've been telling me about this guy, man. In terms of just being a dope individual and a part of your family man tell, yeah, tell man. us what we uh, got tonight man so 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 we so we had uh we had Cairo on uh but to to tonight man we got we got my 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 little brother man one of one of my uh one of my favorite people in the whole wide world man uh married to my little sister so there's that but just just uh, from the day I met him just a dope individual uh creative smart and tell all that all that you know all the superlatives you could think of right <laughs> yeah all of that but i mean we no further do we gonna we gonna let him we gonna let him speak for himself man we got we got my uh my my brother man uh we got uh tashaun jones in the house what's going on bro what's going on y'all thank y'all for having me i appreciate it Man, Thanks thank for all the kind you. words. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on, man. You know this, this home team, man. You, you you home, man. You with the he holders, man. So you already know what it is. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. So so Phil, uh, obviously everybody just heard the intro there, but uh, just kind of just uh, explain how you you guys uh, came to know each other. Um, you you want to take it or you or you want? Uh... Yeah, I can do it, and you can just follow up. Um. So I've known uh, Phil's sister, Kyra, since middle school. And we got tight in high school, just uh, sharing music and joking on people, talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Uh, And she had this friend and me being just wild, like in the funny dude. I was like, yo, what's up with your friend? How at me? She was like, well, you ain't gangster enough for her to show up. All right, whatever. So it was kind of just like this back and forth for years where whenever I was single, I was like, yo, what's up with your friend? She was like, well, she ain't single right now. And then uh, one day she liked like every last one of my Instagram posts. And I was like, oh, okay. And then she hit me up, basically asked me out. We hung out and then she started bringing me around Kyra again. Um, not that we fell out of touch or whatever, but I hadn't been like kicking it with Kyra since like I, I would see her out every now and then. But she basically brought us back together. Uh, and then when we got serious, um, I met more Kyra's family, like her mom, her other sister, and I met Phil. And uh, they kept telling me about Phil, like, you gotta meet Phil, y'all did the same stuff. Uh, he's in the, he likes the Simpsons too. He, will, he likes rap, all this stuff. All right. And I'm thinking this dude's gonna like press me and like give me the third degree and grill me and all this shit. But he was like super cool from the rip. Um, he did test me a little bit just to make sure I was valid as far as like, my knowledge on things and if I was serious about what I like and I won't just fake and jack some like that. But uh since that day one it was cool. He was sending me like links to listen to stuff, telling me about um tissue on the tape, stuff that he was doing. Um and then the relationship just grew from there. And then, you know, Pose got married, had two kids now and you know, now I'm part of the fan. Yes sir, man. Phil that that's that's basically that summed it up perfectly, right? Yeah, man. Uh, I I I had to add nothing to that. Except, yo, he, he was super official. We we I remember uh they they came over to the uh to the to the to the skinny house, uh him and Chelsea, and we started talking about the Simpsons and they just like and champ and, and Chelsea just left us in the room. We 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 kind of nerded out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, talking about the uh going going in on uh Simpsons lore. 
you know, start talking. And this is the DVD era when they had first started putting the seasons on DVD. So we was really getting into that, you know. So it was it was just a good time, man. I still got yeah. the lunchbox Phil. It's down there on the shelf down there. Oh, let's go, man. Yeah. So for so for the people that's listening to this and can't see it, uh Tashan got the got the uh the uh the updated he got the super command center and, and, and I believe I spot the is that the Simpsons house behind you? Yeah, that's the Lego house. Uh Chelsea got me the set for Christmas when it came out. I spent two days to build it and then she got this case built for me. So oh, there's yeah. like Simpsons stuff on this shelf over here. There's three shelves over there and then some more stuff back there. Yo, and, and, and the cat snuck in while you were talking. Please tell the people so so we can let you know how deep this is. Please uh, tell the people go. what the cat's let's name is. Let's go. My cat's name is Scratchy. So yes. If you watch the show, you get the reference immediately. Oh, so. let's go. <laughs> that's all that yeah, was so, doing. So full disclosure to Sean, uh, Vibe, that's one of the things we first bonded over because he's a huge Simpsons fan too. So along with, with, with hip hop, you know, and everything that we've talked about on the show before, Simpsons was definitely one of the things that bonded us. Cause like, especially our freshman year, pretty much through like what our junior year, we didn't have cable at Hampton. So the Simpsons was like must see TV. I mean, it already was, but it was like, it was really, you needed that to get you through. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> we had the VHS tapes and everything, you know, just rocking yeah, those. One thousand. So, all right. So, uh, I wanted to get into some things. So, we, we got you guys' origin story, and we want to further introduce you to our audience, uh, Deshaun. So, we, we're gonna get right into it, man. What, what are you currently uh, knocking, man? Uh, kind of all over the place. It's the top of the year, so not a ton of new stuff, but. Uh, the Nas and the Hip Boy Magic, still listening to that. Um, it's a lot of my favorites from last year that's lingering. Um, one of the most slept on projects that I think a lot of people overlooked or didn't even know about was uh, this dude Topaz Jones. Um, okay. He's super he's super dope. Uh, he actually premiered the album with the visual album that premiered at Sundance. Um, and then the album came out, you know, I think in March of last year, but it's called Don't Go Telling Your Mama. Uh, he got Fonte on there and a bunch of other people. Uh, and it's just really, really dope. Um, real Afrocentric type shit to listen to that. Uh, a lot of Malcomi, a lot of Drew. Uh, Drew is super dope to me still. And I feel like he don't get a lot of appreciation. because Not last year, he was a little bit more quiet. But 2020, he put out like three super solid albums like uh I forgot what the first one was called, but then it was like transportation and another one after that. He had like two tune features on there too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. That's a nice uh that's a nice selection, man, uh, of, of music. Um you, you mentioned uh magic. Uh what's your we've been asking everybody this, what's your favorite out of the, the three pack we got from Hipway and Nas so far? Magic for sure. Magic, that's that's your top. Okay. Yeah, it feels like the culmination, like the first one I liked a lot. Uh, I thought people gave it a little bit too much because I felt it was like teetering on like trying to sound current and then just them finding a group. It was still dope, uh, especially for an older Nas album. And the second one, I was like, all right, now nah, this is it. They they getting it. But when Magic came out, one, I wasn't expecting it. And for it to be that hard and that cohesive and that good towards the end of the year, I was like, no, nah, they, they got it. So I'm excited for whatever KD3 is going to sound like. Where, where did you have Nas on your all-time list prior to this run? It has a change. I mean, he's top five to me for sure. 
I don't know if he's moved up at all. Um, I think he's more so just to solidify his spot because it got shaky for a while, obviously, with the oh, last man. decade Here we or whatever. But talking uh, about the guy Esco. No, I mean I'm a, I'm a Hove guy. I was basically groomed to be a Hove guy from my pops. So Nas was always cool, but I almost went to blows with my cousin over Daisy <laughs> versus Nas in, yeah. when I was in middle school. So. I mean, but Nas is, you know, he's, he's that dude, but discography-wise, it's kind of weak in the middle. That's fair. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't see I don't see many people uh, uh, busting out your windows if you say that. Like, that's that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, listen, when you talk about Jay-Z and Nas, like, that's, like you said, coming to blows. Like, that's definitely, oh, like, it, it, your, it gets super serious. It's like, it's your like... tires, bust your windows, you know? The yeah. funny shit is my cousin told me like this year, he was like, "No, nah, you was right." I was like, "Yeah, nigga, I know I was right." Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Um, that's that's a big deal, man. Because anybody, yeah, you, usually, sides, usually the people cross. that's on Nas side, they don't it, it, like. There's no flip flopping in in that argument usually. Well, I mean, the other side too. Like, you're not gonna see no. Oh no, no, that's what I mean. Whatever yeah. side you on, you, it's 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 you know. That's it. Hatfields and McCoys out this jump. Yeah, it's a religion, damn near. Yeah, Islam mm-hmm. be Christian. That's it. Yeah, no, that's 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 very much what it's like. Definitely. Um, all right, so we, we got what you're currently listening to. We, we might as well feel. We might as well get into like, yo, what are, what are your goats, man? When it comes to to MC, it sounds like it's Jay. Yeah. So all right, cool. Because I've been thinking about this. Uh, kind of that was gonna have me. Yeah. So it's th- it's three pronged to me, right? So I break it down by who I think is the best ever, period, just overall. Who I think technically is the best rapper of all time, and then who is my personal favorite oh, like, artist of all time. Let's go, let's go hey, Phil. I told you. So, <laughs> so the, the greatest ever is, is Jay. Um, I don't really think I need to explain why. I mean, he's a total package. He's the best ever. Um, as far as technically the best rapper to me i think it's black thought you never heard a a whack verse from him he's gonna get on a track and kill everybody his discography is impeccable you might have like two whack roots albums everything else is the illest shit you ever heard and that's like the last two right are you saying like that's how i feel like undone and and whatever i like undone man you be be giving undone the business undone undone is terrible undone is terrible how I got over might be my favorite route show. But uh, no, and then you, then they shot your cousin. That's the other one. That's and then they the shot your cousin. Fight. That's like the last one. Yeah. yeah now that one. Yeah, they yeah they got they got to re up from that. But yeah, all right. So we got we got Jay is the best ever in your opinion. And then technically, like you know, just like when from it comes to standpoint, yeah. technical standpoint, you got Black Thought. And then who's your favorite? My favorite is uh, is Kanye just because of my age, the era I grew up in, uh, because of me getting into him when I did post blueprint and going to like high school, I got into like, quote unquote, backpack raps, like tribe most talented and, and all that. That don't happen if I don't hear, we don't, I don't hear college dropout or I don't go to the bootleg spot in Newark in the summer and grab the advanced copy that had all the unreleased shit. And I was like, yo, who is this dude? He's still and grabbing like, I'm good and get well soon and all that and start digging into really appreciating more production. I'm not with all the goofy antics or whatever, um, but 
I mean, to me, my generation is she's my my favorite just from again total package discography visuals influence all that. I, I got, that's my favorite. Gotcha. What, what did you think about Donda? I like it a lot. I think it's after Jesus is King. Anything could have been. <laughs> I'm never going to defend that. Um, yeah, he needed the rebound, and I think it was. I think it was dope. Like if you, it's a lot of songs, but it's not a lot of fat on there. There might be like three songs I genuinely don't like. Everything else I really would be really like. Um, I'm probably in the minority there, but I mean, songs is hard, and like like I said, you had that Yay album, and you had Jesus is King. Like how you let the choir album out do your own album. Like the choir, the Sunday service album was hard. You can't have your album be weak compared to that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, so we, we, we got that. It, it was it was Jay, it was uh Black Thought. Black Thought and then Yay. And, and uh Mr. West. Man, how about albums, man? <sighs> okay. Um I'm sticking just to rap. We we do Gun rap my- and non rap. Do, okay. Do, yeah, your favorite rapper. Yeah. Gun to my head if somebody like made me choose one and probably be the listener. Um, yeah. I just flipped, flipped my wig when I heard it for the first time. So like, that's when I was in college. I was getting into like more of the quote unquote nerdy or stuff like that because everybody else was doing other shit but i was getting into it i was getting knife wonder beats madeline beats and i was like oh knife wonder has this whole group or whatever so i was probably like a year or two behind the whole little brother run or whatever but when i heard the listening i related to it so much i was like these dudes sound like me these dudes sound like my homies and all these beats are hard and they're so cool and fonte is one of the best dudes i ever like heard rap it's yeah. funny all that and poo is just like the it was like the clips for me but just like a more like i can hang with these dudes type more type of thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, like a, that's dudes, a good way to, that's a good way to, to look at it but the listening top to bottom is is perfect for me and that's an album i listen to still to this day in the car throw the record on whatever like i love that album yo i still laugh like the first time i heard uh nighttime maneuvers like when they get to the end and they're they're kind of doing the the, uh, the ghost face mockery, like yeah, I have to like listen to that song again because like every time, especially if I haven't listened to uh, the listening in a while, like yo, like they're especially Fonte, but like they, like their comedic energy together, like it's, it's it's paying homage, but it's also like just super funny, you know, like and it's it's super funny in a way that you couldn't do if you didn't really fully like almost worship these people like i think they do that well yeah um, man um percy miracles Roy yeah, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then like like uh, a song like uh so fabulous where they're doing the uh yeah all the different uh like they do the coogee rap yeah. <laughs> uh Fred. I, was, I was just about to bring that up like they're true like heads because like yeah. for them to mimic g rap and doggy like so perfectly it's like you can only do that if you are a hip-hop nerd yeah um, so that that's there. Uh, can can we uh, can you tell us your your like your non hip hop or non rap go album? Uh, Voodoo. Voodoo is uh, one of the oh. best albums of all time. So it's like Voodoo and of then all time. <laughs> yeah, like it's 
top to bottom is is crazy like i i, I try to nerd i nerd out about that album so much to people and they're like all right chill dog get it like <laughs> what, what's, your, what's, your, uh, what's your favorite song on the album the root Ooh, the root is my favorite song uh and then africa meant a lot more to me and it all hit right. different once i had my son yeah so it'll probably be those two songs my, my and then favorite. like the the acoustic version of africa on the voodoo outtakes joint that uh quest love used to play on his radio show back in the day like just the piano only one the rose yeah. only one yeah this is my show too that's uh that's james poiser yeah um the uh um send it on so i so the voodoo tour it went through richmond virginia it played at the uh the landmark theater there so it was like his mm -hmm. hometown show and um i had the privilege of going to it like okay player like had been talking about this for months and i'm like yeah i gotta go and i uh, shot to my stepmom she got me uh ticks she got me two tickets to go and it was like it was literally like all the okay player in there like for anybody that doesn't know like okay player was like the basically like the hub for soul Aquarians. Mm -hmm. and they all came out for his hometown show so like quest love like obviously he was he was playing in it but they had like just the whole like everybody from the message boards like all those people in there i think maybe even fonte was there but um yeah like it was just uh i know that but, was crazy yeah it was it was crazy yeah, it again, again like i say like maybe even Fonte. this was like before little brother was was popping like that like this was like maybe like 2000 but a lot of people have mentioned that show or at least that tour going to it and just like being blown away but i'm telling you i would pay great money to see the footage from that tour like just the live or to even get like the live audio from that tour like he did send it on and like i still haven't had another uh concert experience like that like him performing that song like i like yo like that that's one of my favorite albums maybe top 10 ever like so i'm with you on that man that album is phenomenal and it was kind of the um when you talk about dilla um somebody was talking about this today like he he wasn't really credited on um voodoo like that but his influence and like he basically produced every track but yeah he doesn't get production yeah. credit on it but he he was basically the executive producer of voodoo yeah you get in the heated debates with dilla heads about what he did and didn't produce on that shit. Yeah. then you have like people who were there saying well he didn't produce it. all right man look i heard he produced every song yeah album, just like, like if you said, ask so. if you ask quest love like it was it was his baby like dilla like there is no voodoo there's no soul Aquarius, none of that without dilla so i'm, I'm oh. rocking with quest on that yeah quest said it i'm rolling <laughs> he said the man changed the way he drummed he like he changed the way that that jazz music musicians drummed like period like yep. of all time so like yeah, that's the same speaking of man dilla time is out in stores now it came out uh, a couple days ago um Oh, look, look, my copyright look, 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 for our listeners, everybody that's listening, man, to Sean, uh, just reached right over to the right, picked it up. Um, that's going to be something that Phil and I are going to be able to do, you know, obviously soon. That That's that's one for the archives, baby. Got to have that. Already, uh, the joint is on the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, that it might not be. And it might need to go <laughs> check the box. Did you um, get a chance to look at it? I read the forward um because it just came in yesterday okay and uh wednesdays is also like my comic book day i go to the shop pick up comics so like i was in between reading that 
and trying to read that. So I had to pick one. So yesterday was comic day and uh, the way they setting it up and how they breaking it down is really cool. So they breaking it up between like half of the book is his biography and half of it is diving into like the technical aspect of how he makes beats and how it all correlates to like time basically. Um, and there's a whole bunch of different like visuals and graphs and um, visualizations they made to show this stuff, which is really, really cool. So I'm like, I'm only like a chapter or two in, but the way they set it up is, is real dope and different from any other like literature or anything I've read on them so far. Yeah, we, we talk about uh, book of the year when we do the hippies, and I'm like, y'all, you already got a nominee. Yeah, it, it, it feels like this this was a shoe it because like, the, the, it was it was a lot of hip hop books in uh 2021 uh will smith joint was was crazy yeah um speaking of which uh did y'all catch the 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 will smith quest love uh interview oh i got it queued up i ain't listened to it yet, but yo. It's queued up. yo okay <laughs> yeah yo i that that's that's uh we'll, we'll we'll talk about it once you hear it but yo just just hearing them their and you know their personalities and then you know the the connection with philly and and everything so it, it's a dope dope interview um uh, yeah you said you got it queued up yeah i haven't i haven't listened to it yet um but probably gonna give it a run tomorrow yeah that's uh i'm i'm i gotta go i'm going to the i'm going to the store tomorrow um food shopping so that's what i'll be listening to while i uh peruse the aisles Nice. Mm -hmm. All right, we got we got a couple more uh, to sign. Um, group. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's little brother in the clips because little brother for when I was older. But I mean, I'm, I'm VA. I mean, I'm I'm VA all day. Like it's the clips for me. I just got in an argument with my barber on Tuesday about the clips and why they so dope. And he's like, "Oh, that's the Virginia shit. You part of Star Trek. That's why you said that." I'm like, "Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> what, nah you don't what? understand." Who was he? Who was he arguing was better than the clips? My barber is from Brooklyn. He's a, he's a hood Brooklyn dude. So for the past three years, we've been arguing about this Pusha T Drake shit, and it's just trolling at this point. So it's just it's not a real debate. It's funny conversations, but he's just be trying to make you mad. Essentially, yeah. So he was just like, bro, nobody heard hell half no theory. I'm like, I'm not doing That's it a with lot. you, dog. Finish my taper so I can leave. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs a t-shirt like that uh for when they go to the barbershop. Oh man. <laughs> Finish my taper so I can leave. Just, just yeah, like, you see what type of time I'm on. Like let's let's just get it. Yeah, man. I got I got Kels cut my hair, man, cause cause my barber is a cowboys fan. And, oh. and he wanted to Yeah, so <laughs> Yeah, so that that was always fun. Uh, he, although he didn't want to talk to me this this year. But that's a whole yeah, nother thing. That's a whole nother thing. But um uh, but not uh, like yeah. Like like a lot of people, like so. Push just dropped the the new joint. Uh, he had uh he had Lana Del Rey with a with a pile of coke on her face on the, for the cover, which was awesome. Um, yo, I don't care what anybody says. Pusha T talking about coke is one of the greatest things ever. Keep doing it. Don't stop. Never gonna get tired of it. If you're doing Never. it, like there's like you got Ray still talking about that shit, like. The Griselda dudes still talk about it. If you do it well and you don't have no fall off, keep going. And if you steadily getting better, like Push is getting better. Like he's been out since when did I think Laura Willen came out? Oh one. 
So you've been doing oh, this two. for oh two. So you've been doing this longer than half these kids been born. So like if you're still talking that shit and you're killing it and you're getting better, like keep doing it. Ain't, ain't nobody out coke rapping right now. So just keep bodying. Yo man. Brady Brady was throwing check down passes for 20 <laughs> years, yo. Seven <laughs> Super Bowls, man. Like just just keep going until until nobody wants to hear. And I'm always I'm always ready for it, yo. Like the, the new joint, the little snippet. You know, and just say you're scared, man. I'm 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 excited. Yo, we, we talked about this on another um podcast. Uh shout out to uh rap names. And we and we were talking about we was kind of anticipating pushing and then like you know less than what two weeks later he drops this so i think we're gonna get i think we're gonna get uh like a full project pretty soon yeah, yeah i mean that's, yeah. that's daytona the was daytona was 2018 like enough is enough yeah yeah well i mean i i think it was probably supposed like from like the little rumblings it was supposed to drop last year but everything you know, last year, the, the last two years really kind of threw all the timetables off for most people. So he back at it. Plus, he got married. You know, kid had a kid. Yeah, yeah. So that that that'll definitely uh that'll definitely change plans. Definitely. As we all know, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right, last one to Sean. What's the go era of hip hop? Think, think wisely now. <laughs> yeah. So, so we we normally we normally try to break it down in maybe three to four year era. So, like, like yeah, we we're not talking about like you know decades like, or anything. Yeah, decades. So you you could easily uh, if you want to start at at eighty six, so eighty six to ninety, ninety to ninety four, uh, ninety five. Yeah, ninety five to two thousand. If you want to say that, and then like whatever else after that but yeah i'm gonna say 96 to 2000 i want to cheat and stretch it a little bit farther but i'm gonna just say 96 to 2000 um one that's when i was cognizant enough to understand what i was listening to to an extent because my pops was putting so much in my ear and by 97, I was in fourth grade and I was really getting my own taste. Like 97, my, the first rap CD I ever bought was volume two. So um, with my own like birthday money. Yeah, let's go. Uh, so like, I don't have to run down all the classics that came out in 97 or, or 96 or anything in that time period, but so much stuff that I was either listening to at that time or I went back and listened to when I got older just to do my, my research and study and, and and, and get up on the history so for me that's the illest because the production for for me was there uh and and the bars were there and there's a lot of creativity and innovation that was happening in between that time that would lead into the next chapter of of, of rap and music in general um so i would say that yeah no that's a great choice because you could you could argue that 1996 is the best year ever for hip hop. Um, there, there's a couple candidates like 91, 94. There's, there's so many like classic albums that came out in 1996 though. So many classic debuts from, you know, you're talking about Jay-Z, Little Kim, Foxy, like, and then like people making their, their best albums like the Fugees, Tupac, um De La Soul, Stakes is High came out in 96, Illadel Half-Life. So it was it was just 
so so many uh muddy waters you know it, it keep going um yeah, so yeah that's why it's definitely that's, a great that's why i started with 96 um complex a few years back they came out with an article on the list saying like 90 this is why 1996 was the best year ever for rap and for all the reasons you just said all the debuts and all the albums that came out that year and they Reasonable had a playlist for sure because i remember here in the okay i'm reloaded in my my dad's basement I'm like, what is that did you put gunshots in the song and i was like <laughs> six seven years old and that's all i remembered and then like a few years later i went back and listened to it. i was like oh this is what dad was listening to okay this is hard so so most of the times it's it's usually an older sibling maybe even an uncle that gets you in your head so for you it was your pop a hundred percent because my mom uh you know, when she was younger, I actually just recently found out how thorough she was as far as like how much she liked rap. I always thought she was just like an R&B head, but I was asking her, I was like, Ma, did you go to this place? And I found out she was going to wild New York clubs. Like she went to uh, Latin Quarter and all that shit. Oh, but she, when, I got, when I got older, she wasn't listening to that. She was just Whitney and Luther and Mary J and all that. But my dad, thought he was Jay-Z in 96, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, I, he was listening to that. I still remember 4th of July weekend, uh, I think 97 when Wu-Tang Forever came out. 97, yep. Yeah, yeah. And he had the double CD and I'm over his shoulder, like, can I see dad? And he let me read the booklet and I'm listening to it with him. So everything I know about rap started with him because he would give me all the mixtapes and I would bring it back home and um, my, my dad lives in Jersey. All my family um, on his side lived up there. So I was getting all the music from him and taking it back home. And then on top of that, he would buy Double XL and the source every time it would come out. And then when he was done, he wouldn't collect it. He's not like me at all. He would just give it to me. So I would go home and I'm not just getting the stuff that came out that summer or that Christmas break or whatever. I'm getting all his back issues for maybe even a year. So I'm coming home with a stack of sources and Double XLs and vibes like this big, basically need a whole nother bag. So I'm not even just entrenched in rap from just the music standpoint. I'm looking at, you know, styles, fashion, artwork, all that. That's where my love for like design came from, was looking at all the magazine covers and all the CD and album covers and the little illustrations I used to do in the back of the source and shit like that. I was making collages and putting them in picture frames I got from a dollar store and putting them in my room. Like the OK Player logo I thought was dope. I didn't know what OK Player was. I was in the fourth grade. But that logo sat on my dresser because I just thought it was you know, so ill. So yeah, all that stuff stems from my pops for sure. So suck, man. That's dope. So so speaking of design, uh kinda uh that that's your your uh your your day trade, so to speak. So like kinda tell the people uh what it is you actually do. Yeah, right now I'm a product designer for Twitter. Um I've been working for them since uh, June of last year and no I can't get you verified because every time I somebody asks and I tell us <laughs> where I work that's the first question they have I have no that's out of my league I can't I can't do that are, I'm not are you verified. verified on Twitter no okay so, <laughs> no. so so for the people if if he works there he is not verified he cannot get you verified and if anybody comes first it's gonna be us for sure I got you <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I, I don't even work on like what people would see front face and I work on the on the advertiser platform. So if you run um, like a social media campaign, you log in to ads.twitter.com. 
and run your social media campaigns like that. And um, the way it's kind of sectioned out at the business is you work on specific parts of that platform. And I work on like campaign forms and audience targeting and a bunch of other nerdy shit. But basically I just work on the web uh, advertising platform uh, for Twitter. Uh, but started out just doing regular graphic design. Um, I went to ODU for a little bit before I dropped out um, and kind of made my name back home doing flyers and cover art for local artists and DJs and stuff like that. Um, worked my way up. I ended up being able to work with uh, No Malice from the clips. Um, when he broke off and was doing a solo thing, I was handling all the design work for that when he was rolling the book out. Um, and I ran his site for about three years. Then we started our own chapter of this hip hop organization at ODU called Student Hip Hop Organization. And I was doing all the branding and visual identity for that, which got me working with other different like artists, uh, not even just in VA, but nationally too. Um, and then I realized the industry was changing and there wasn't gonna be no real bread and just straight graphic design. So then I went to, I taught myself how to code and started building websites and just worked at different jobs. And so I kind of just got where I'm at today. So. Nice. Dope, man. So you, you're talking about doing doing cover work and, and starting out there. What what were some of like your early inspirations? Like what are some of your favorite covers? Like 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 when you took it, it's like, oh, this this is this is some dope shit. Uh, I would like to create something like this one day. It's it's a mix of album artwork and skateboard magazines and skate advertisements. I used to skate back then. I still keep up with a bunch of skateboarding and stuff. But as far as hip hop covers go, like Lord Willem was always dope to me. Um, that album cover, of course. Um, shoot, I think it's some other ones like uh, License to Ill, The Plane, yeah, uh, the Wu Tang cover. Because for the longest time, I didn't know what the 36 Chambers cover because I didn't know what was going on in that cover for the longest time. Um, and Cuban Link's cover I thought was dope. Um, all the Roots stuff I thought was dope. Uh, getting later on like electric circus it was just so much shit going on in that cover i thought it was dope um the nerd cover with shay and the slippers and oh, how they had like the couch. iconic mm -hmm. and had and just the, like the artwork inside there like the cd being like a tiger stripe pattern but it was neon green and black and then like all the different stuff they had designed inside of there and then uh the dropout bear like the og dropout bear and like the shirts he had where it was like the sky like the skyline or the skyscraper with his old logo with the rock with the rockefeller um logo as like the moon i thought that was hard and i flipped that for my dj logo um so yeah yeah nah that's like yeah when and you tribe and tribe sorry sorry tribe, tribe. tribe. Yeah. every tribe coming when you talk about um covers like i think funk like that 70s funk okay. soul parliament parliament yeah like ohio that, players yeah like th like those album covers like hip-hop wouldn't um be the same without you know like we wouldn't be the same without having that ahead of us i think like they they ushered in um such a dope way because like when you think about kind of 80s 90s r&b like 
you know, like New Edition and um, Bobby Brown and them, like they was they was dressed up, you know, on their covers. Yeah, they they're perfectly quaffed it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you know, Luke, like even you think about Michael and, and Luther, like you know, like Lionel Richie, whatever, like they were kind of laying down, and you know, they had the the, the classic pose or whatever. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like I, I think um, '70s funk and soul, like I said, like it, it gave. Like it kind of skipped the '80s a little bit and kind of went to the '90s, as far mm-hmm. as it's like the like hip hop. You think about Far Side, think about mm-hmm. Souls of Mission, or- Organized Confusion, Organized Confusion. You think about all the different covers uh, that you know that Ice T has some dope ones, Public Enemy. Yeah, like that Bagat with you know the ones yeah. that you mentioned that that influenced you. Um, I think hip hop, like we've had the ability to, um, you know, to 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 take advantage of that creativity just because um you know we, we pretty much uh like our, our fans gonna the fan the fans are basically gonna 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 gravitate it gonna gravitate to it regardless yeah and, off nah, shit. yeah yeah so <laughs> so you, you saw the creativity kind of come back again with you know just with hip-hop and that and i think we're the one culture one genre that's able to take advantage of that you know um, and i think yeah like you said kanye um, soul Aquarians, native tongues they, they definitely yeah. did, did up, up until he did like the uh the the yay album like his covers were Pe- people didn't like people didn't like Jesus either though oh yeah yeah because it, it was just like a, a it was a clear case and, it was a clear, yeah, case, clear yeah. case yeah i think that's where he got like kind of just like i people think he jumped the shark with that one at least older people <laughs> you know of a certain age they think like okay. yeah i mean because when you put so much into the marketing with the first you know five six albums mm-hmm. and then just to go clear case yeah it kind of was like like but, I, you know, i've always i've always like for my computers for like the past however many was it 13 years since 808 i've always kept the um the uh the cause balloon like i just thought that was just yeah. like the illest like that's when dude just couldn't do any wrong in my eyes, man. Like that, that's still one of my favorite album covers of all time. That's always been my background on my computers. Um, I just love that so much. But um, it's really interesting to, to talk with, you know, someone that has a creative eye like that and the visuals. Um, you mentioned comic books, you mentioned, you mentioned skateboarding. Um, like does that, it sounds like that still fuels your, your creativity now. Is that right? Yeah, cause it's all intertwined. Yeah. Like if you watch a skate video, nine times out of ten they're gonna use a rap song in it. You know what I mean? Um, they go hand in hand. Uh, comic books too. Like these comic book artists are hip hop heads. Uh, one of the dopest comic book artists out right now is Sanford Green. Um, if you've seen, he's done a lot of ill shit. Right now he's most popular for a book called Bitter Root that won like the Eisner Award, which is basically like the Grammys for comic books. Um, and they're about to make a movie out of it. Regina King's one directed. Um, but he's like a hip hop head. Like, if you follow him on Instagram, he's always posting his work and it's always some old school hip hop shit that he's putting underneath it. Um, if you want to go way back, Jizza, Liquid Swords, that album cover was uh, created and drawn by Dennis Cowan, who is one of the best comic book artists of all time. He's black, um, came up through Milestone Comics, which was a black own comic company made most famous for like static shop you know what i mean okay um so it, it all goes hand in hand um a lot of skateboard graphics a lot of skateboard advertisements reference and flip um 
old uh, rap album covers, raps, 12 inch covers and things like that. Um, so when I was heavy into skateboarding, it just went hand in hand. Like I'm playing Tony Hawk. Of course, you're gonna get your rock music, but he also had really good taste, surprisingly, in hip hop because he was the one picking those songs. Tony was picking those songs I never knew personally. That. Yeah, he picked those, especially, I don't know for how long, but I think like the first, I know for a fact the first two, he personally picked the songs. So if you hear any hip hop on there, like he picked it and then um, like a lot of his skate videos, like he used to do like this tour and I had the VHS of it. It was like the show that used to come on ESPN, it was like Tony Hawk Skate Park Tour or whatever. And the first time I heard uh, Reflection Eternal was in that video because they were playing uh, Love Speakeasy, which is just an instrumental from High Tech, but they were playing that and there was skate footage in slow motion and it was like the illest shit. Nice. So, so like as far as like comics, uh, what, what are you? You said uh, Wednesday's a comic uh, day. What'd you pick up? So it's Black History Month. So the main thing I picked up, which I won't get up and get it, but it's the Milestone Compendium. So I'm just mentioning Milestone Comics. They were a black-owned publisher uh, that were distributed through DC Comics from like 1993 to 1997. And the reason why they were so important. And why me getting back into comics the past few years, why I love them is because they centered on black superheroes, which they didn't really have. And you still don't have a lot to this day, but they had their own version of Superman named Icon, which I think Michael B. Jordan is gonna make a movie out of him soon. So like, these are things that people who like comics or even a little bit familiar know about Milestone, but they're coming more in the forefront. Um, now that like uh, diversity and, uh, and black power and all that has come more to the forefront but um the milestone compendium basically compiles like all this comic series they ran the first couple of issues into one big book so it's like 1300 pages oh, um but other than that typically it's just some batman shit i'm a huge batman fan and then like i like indie comics too um kind of all over the place usually anything with like good artwork i'll pick up i gotta I'll ask you them. this you mentioned you mentioned the batman Yo, he's just the new James Bond. Like we're gonna get like, like we're just gonna just get like a thousand iterations of this man or his story. I just saw the trailer for uh, the Robert uh, Pattinson. Uh, so this this is James. This is the new James Bond. Well, I, you you, I, I'll answer that, and then you could correct me if I'm wrong. Um, from the way that I see it, it's like multiverse. So like the different. Batman, if you will, <laughs> are from different uh, different uh, Earths, uh, and so yeah, like uh, yeah. Bruce Wayne, Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne, the uh, the you know um, Michael Keaton Batman is from a different timeline than the Robert Pattinson Batman, than the George Clooney Batman, so forth and so on. So they're all existing in the same DC universe. Am I correcting that? For the most part, yeah, you got to kind of just look at it like all those different movies, if they're not connected like the Dark Knight, they're their own thing um, and just leave it at that. And they're all kind of based off of some of the comics and, and stuff like that, but they should be looked at as their own entity. They, I think people get used to Marvel because they've done such a good job connecting all of their movies and it's like, what, 20 something movies now and they're all connected somehow. DC is just not like that because they have 
way too much going on. And then especially if you take a character like Batman, he has so many different stories and a lot of them aren't connected. Like when I go to the comic book shop on Wednesdays, there's at least 10 new Batman comics that come out. You can't keep up. You know what I mean? So like you can pull a Batman story from anywhere. They got a black Batman now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they've had one for years, but there's like a run of comics right now where it's, 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 not, it's not Joe Clark. <laughs> Funny, bro. <laughs> shout, shout, shout to lean on me. Um, but yeah, that's a good uh, comparison you brought up. It kind of is like James Bond. Like if you look at it as like, all right, Robert Pattinson is the Batman for this string of movies, and that's his own thing. That's kind of how you have to look at it because it's not going to be connected. This Batman that's coming up is based off a few books that the other movies weren't referencing. But other than that, just take it for being its own thing. And I'm sure in five, six years, it'll be another Batman and somebody else be playing. Oh yeah, no, I mean, they, they're definitely gonna squeeze out a trilogy out of uh, Twilight and then wait wait another few years and then get, <laughs> you know, get whoever else is the, the hot young, you know, uh, wasp uh, young yeah, man. Well, to- well, they got they got Minnie Denise in, in the John for, uh, she playing Catwoman. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's that's uh that's dope. They they look just alike. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. her dog. I loved her since high school. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, Zoe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but cool. not, so okay. so that that's gonna be that's gonna be uh super interesting. I like I like how they're how they're doing this one uh with the um with the Riddler. Um, so it it look it looks uh interesting. Uh, the last the last trilogy was dope. And then, and then, have you seen that they're, they're supposed to be doing a um, a sequel to the Joker? Yeah, I wish they would have just left that alone as a one-off because now they're trying to set it up as that's going to be its own thing now. Because if you have a second one, you're going to probably want a third one. And at some point, you have to introduce Batman, and it's just like too much Batman at that point. Like, didn't, they didn't, got a flat. Didn't they have Batman versus Superman a couple years ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ben Affleck. Did I make that up? No, that, uh, that was, that, yeah. Ben Affleck was yeah. Batman in that joint. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I've, I've totally just, like, <laughs> the last one, last DC thing I think I saw was, was Dark Knight. Or, no, it's not about, Dark Knight. Uh, what was Bane? Whatever Bane was. Yeah, that was Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises, yeah. That was, that was the end of the trilogy? <laughs> that was the third one? Yeah. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I, uh, what was that, Batman Ends or something? Oh, Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Dark Knight Rises. Listen, man, I, I'm I sound like an old fuddy duddy when it, like like <laughs> not, Mar- not funny, Marvel. Buddy, yo. <laughs> like yo, Marvel. Not I, funny, yo, Marvel. I can hardly keep up with that, but at least like that, like you said, Deshaun, like they do a good job of kind of interweaving things, and at, at best, you can kind of like you don't have to be like super well versed in comic book culture to, to realize like okay like here's the chronological order and then here's the movie order and then you can pick which one you want to do but yeah i'm like with dc i'm like oh like y'all are like brokies in a sense so y'all y- y'all don't have enough creativity to, to like extend your universe so you just kind of just ride batman just ride batman and then try to figure it out from there and you batman be, batman is the man. best character in, well, for my money is the best character yeah, 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 this rapper Big Pooh live from NC, and right now, y'all checking out Tissue in the Tape podcast. Y'all know what that auto-reverse do. Click, click. 
Yeah, man. So basically, I was saying for for my money, um, Batman is the the best uh, DC superhero. But like his superpower is really just being rich, though. Like, like. And I always wondered, like, and I I want to ask to your point, like, if it was him versus Iron Man, like, <laughs> like in in, in, a, in a money off, you know, like they they just flashing their weapons to see who. Who can uh, like who wins between Batman versus Iron Man? Hold Deshaun, before you answer that, just from a from a novice's standpoint, again, I don't know anything about comic books, but I, I automatically got to give it to Tony Stark. Uh, not you know, shout to Ghostface, but not only um, not only that, but also just because like, yo, Tony Stark's like to get it in, like he's still you know like smashing <laughs> yo yo bat batman don't like nothing but abusing vigilantes that's the only thing that gets him up and out. <laughs> he's like punishing bad guys that's yeah like... yeah the do- doiling out punishment like that's the only thing that he likes to do in life like like vicky vale and you know all these different um you know vixens and all that like he's like he's not concerned with busting know, that man. Down. batman, batman got a, there's, a, there's some little wings out there yo i mean it's some you know, it's some little no wings out there <laughs> There's some little Wayne's out there, but Bat- Batman lost me when uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal was the love interest. I said, "Oh, this nigga don't like pussy at all." <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I said, they, "The no. Hollywood studio, Hollywood studio, say, Yo, we gonna make her the the vixen in the movie?'" I said, "Oh yeah, all right." They're like, you can only do that with a dude that don't that don't she, that she don't sure like is handsome. <laughs> she no, not even but, that, um... man. She's not even handsome. That's an insult to, to all handsome oh, people out there. Jeez. Mm. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a no, like, like, like yeah, he's a bill, he's a billionaire. He's got this lair. He's got all these gadgets and toys. He don't be trying to get with no. He, he got a he got a dole up. Gotham is a wild place, man. He got a he got a he got a uh, rule with a with an iron fist with a bat fist. Yeah, that that's the part of that's the part of Dark Knight they don't show you where he was actually uh he was actually getting it in with the Joker. That's another story, man. All right, let's hey, let's move on, man. <laughs> <laughs> out of pocket, so, out of pocket. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yo, man, uh, I apologize to all our Batman f- aficionados. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a, he's a worse man, but I mean, again, to shine like not nah, like I get why, um, because he does really like lend like his i guess the palette for batman or whatever like it does lend for like a, a endless amount of stories and gadgets and each time when the technology improves like you get a chance to to really flex like um each series of trilogies or whatever like you really get a chance to kind of flex but yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough as a as a novice it's tough to kind of watch from the outside looking in i'm gonna let y'all rock because it's y'all show and i'm appreciative of y'all have me on it, but oh, man. Batman slander is Batman, out of control, yo. dog. Because I, nah. I, I think it's Tony just because I think Tony's smarter, but Tony got yeah. rocket and guns and drones and his best friend is basically him, but black. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just <laughs> it's, it's a lot going on over there. Batman like to work alone. He got sidekicks that he don't even really fuck with for real, so like they're not gonna really rush to to help him. Batman be adopting um, kids, the uh, the, the he using child labor, man. He be breaking the law. You know? that's, what, that's what I'm saying. And they be mad when they try to help. I'm like, what are you doing, dog? You can't adopt a kid. 
make him into a vigilante and then be like, knock the fuck out of here. But uh, I will say, in his de- nah, yo. <laughs> yo, yo, how, how, come, many, how, how many come? Robins has there been? Like, if uh, I, I, I'm just about to ask that, like, how come there's not Robins in the um in the movies? Because they die. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of times, like the movies, try to do too much by stretching it out and introduce Robin. So that's why you don't see him a lot in the movies. I think he's only been in one, and then he's like alluded in like a couple other ones. Like a fun fact is, uh, he was supposed to be in the third Tim Burton movie, and it was supposed to be Marlon Wayans. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. I've heard that. Hilarious, but not. But, but I, I, I will say this. Batman is the GOAT because of, in all of comics, he has the best stories. If you ask people to say, what are your favorite comic books of all time or your favorite comic book stories? If you give him like a list of 10, he might have three in there. And there's a lot of stuff that people don't even realize is comic book, is Batman lore that comes from the comic books. That's pop culture reference that, you know, is used all the time. Like, uh, obviously the Joker, uh, Harley Quinn, like she wasn't in the comics, they created her on the show when she was so popular, she became a part of the comics, shit like that. So, like, ain't nobody rushing to read Iron Man comics and just his ass, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's rushing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the movies are super fire, and you know, there's no denying that. Like, but I mean, if you're gonna go down to the nerdy level, like, Batman got the best stories for sure. No so doubt. I'll give him that. And, and another place where I where I believe uh, Batman wins the the animated movies. Batman definitely wins. Like, oh like, yeah, oh like yeah. The Killing Joke is still one of my favorite uh, animated uh, Batman movies. He he definitely wins in that realm when it comes to that. But yeah, man, that that's that's what I always wondered because like really his superpower is being rich. <laughs> like that that's his that's his true superpower at the end of the day, yo. Like his 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 main enemy is like taxes, like <laughs> you know, like a down economy. You fuck with Batman, you mess up the you know. But they be uh, killing him on Twitter. They be like, "Y'all rooting for a rich white man beating up poor people? How dare you?" <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's what it, that's what it be coming down to, yo. That's that's, that's always they're, funny they're, to me. Are are they like yeah? He he bullies uh people with uh mental uh health issues. Essentially, yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. he definitely does. Batman. Batman won't kill the Joker, but he'll break somebody's arm for taking <laughs> a old lady purse. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and, and and the Joker has killed like the mayor like three times. He's killed. He's killed Rob two Robins. Uh, he didn't. He killed the. Uh, he killed. Did he kill Batgirl? In one of them, comics. yeah, he 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 paralyzed her. Shot her note in his spine. There it is. So yeah, like Bat- Batman got a uh, he got a weird moral code, yo. It's like because he, he he need he need the Joker or, or like you know he then he he might actually be able to get a, a good night's sleep if the Joker not out there. <laughs> yo, <laughs> might be able to uh, clap something like Vibe is uh, saying he need to get back to. He needs to. Phil, what, what's your hip hop uh, comp for for Batman? Who's the who's the in our in our hip hop universe? Who's Batman? Jay Z, Jay Z, Jay Z, Batman. It's whole. Yeah, Hove. man, you you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, man. Mm. Okay. 
R- rich man. dude that he, that just be uh beating up on the bums just anytime <laughs> anytime he can, you know. <laughs> he jump on the track with him, smack him up a little bit, go back to the cave. And he's surrounded by other superheroes, but they all look at him as the boss, right? Like he didn't create the Justice League. He was like, yo, fuck Justice League, I ain't joining y'all. But when he got in that bitch, he was the leader. Ain't nobody testing him. You know what I'm saying? That's old. Yo, 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 what's that cartoon that goes around where they're they're uh it's like the Justice League and then they're they're talking about Superman is it Superman? It's like they're they're like they basically like you said, like, man, fuck this nigga. Like it, it, it's, it's been going around on the internet, you and it's like it, it 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 totally doesn't fit like the cartoon, but it's basically like yo, we hate this dude. But I can't oh. remember whether it, I can't remember yeah, whether it's it was from like, uh, it's from one of the DC animated movies, I think, where it's like okay, they're like he don't even really rock with us, we do do, and he just goes like I can hear you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can hear you. Were they talking about Batman or Superman? They talk about they be Batman. talking about Superman, and he just be like yo, I can hear you. Yeah, because like, That's like he get from if he concentrates, he can hear you. He can hear anybody from anywhere in, in on the planet. Uh, yeah, he, he and that nigga Chico, he corny. Superman dog. is weak. He just be making up superhero like superpowers on the fly, dog. Like, oh, you got X ray vision, you indestructible. <laughs> but but a, a, a little rock, a green rock, green rock, it's like, over. No. <laughs> Get this work. That's that's <laughs> hey man. Hey, listen, that's what happened to Whitney Houston, man. Rock I'm about, to see, see. I'm, about, I'm about to say yo crack took Superman down. That's just <laughs> yeah, the neck is talking about. He, he, had, yeah, that, he, had, he had that crypto strand, man. That that's uh, that's the only thing that could stop the voice, man. Rock. But um yo, <laughs> yo uh, once again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I believe the children was the future, man. Man, rest hey, the they were. They were. No, but um, yeah, we we are rocking with Deshaun Jones, uh, creative uh, father, uh, man, and and then also, man, you, you got some some crate digging. Uh, obviously, you digging the crates for the, the comic books, but we'd be remiss not to just hear you uh, talk about uh, crate digging with the with the vinyl too, man. I heard you a little bit of aficionado with that too. Yeah, I've been I've been collecting now for ten years since since college um i always wanted to be a dj since i was in the fourth grade when i used to go up to jersey i used to take a uh, four pack of cassettes and stay in my grandpa's uh office and record all the mix shows of hot 97 and bring them back home and listen to them so i always wanted to be a dj but i wanted to learn the right way and i wanted to have equipment and all that um so when i was in college one of my homies was a dj and he asked me to start doing fly work for him uh, and he was like, yo, we do a mix show every Tuesday, come through and just kick it. Cause I had done so much work for him at the time. Like I had known the dudes, but hadn't like kicked it with them besides my homie. So I got really, really fly with them and they brought me on as part of the team, but I wasn't a DJ and I'm like that. So I like swallowed my pride and asked my homie, like, yo, can y'all teach me? Or I really want to learn. So I basically sat and just learned as much as I could for a year. And then I finally got out and did my first gig and I've been DJing for 10 years now. Um, when I moved here, to, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina now. When I moved here, started DJing out here, um, made a lot of friends with a lot of local DJs out here and stuff too. Um, it's not my main gig, but it's something I love. Uh, I, people always ask me like, why don't you just DJ full time? Like, 
I don't want that stress. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have respect for all my friends who are full-time DJs, but I don't think I got the heart to do it. So if, whenever they need somebody to fill in or they just want to put me on the bill, I'm always down and go out and, and play. And I make mixes um, every now and then. I haven't been able to do it recently because I got kids now and it's hard to find free time. But there's a lot of material I've put out over the past 10 years, just different mixes, um, people who seem to dig. So. Yeah, I love it, man. Um, I don't. It's kind of hard for me to dig now because of the record and vinyl boom. Prices are out of control. Yeah. Um, and if you really know what you're doing, it's kind of hard to justify spending a lot of money for what these record stores are asking for. I empathize with them because they went from not having a lot of money to making all the money in the world now. And we're getting a lot more stuff pressed on vinyl and we're getting a lot of reissues of things that are either hard to find or were never officially out which is dope but for a dude like me who wants to just go out and find some dope stuff on 45 or dig the dollar bins like ain't no dollar bins no more for real unless you go to like some hole in the wall place so lately i just been kind of getting new release stuff um and then if i'm at a thrift store or i'm out of town usually when i'm out of town i always hit a record store and try to cop some new stuff just so i can what i can get but um I, I i love it it's just like when i'm collecting batman figures or simpson memorabilia or anything like that uh i'm just a collector and it's kind of started with the um with the simpson stuff most importantly the vinyl um and you can't see it's kind of tucked back there but all my stuff is back there great of 45s and a bunch of different records and stuff like that. right now i'm really on a like, funk and soul and um Disco and Boogie Kick. So anything Disco and Boogie, I'm kind of after any Saw Soul stuff. Uh, I'm really into right now. Yeah, that's that's the sweet spot. Uh, just I can kind of attest to that. Just in terms of just like, you, nobody's ever gonna be mad if you play Funk and Soul because it's it's got the right tempo. You know, like there's there's not a whole lot of. Um, like, you know, words that people don't understand. Like, people aren't worried about that. Like, it's just a groove, you know? So you can play that almost anywhere. So cool can relate groove, to man. Have to relate to it. So that that's that's kind of like the what I call the sweet spot or kind of like a cheat code. Like, you can play that almost anywhere that people are, are willing to listen to music or trying to have a good time. Like, if you get it, you get into a nice, a nice groove with that. Like, people will rock with you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's tough with... With hip hop, because everybody's from so many different places, that if you play something, you know it might not be what they're looking for. Their particular cup of tea, or, or if there's original flavor, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, uh, when you said funk and soul, like that's that's a cheat code, man. So yeah, that's why G funk always work. Because yeah, yeah, because you know they they tapped into that, and you know you you'd be hard pressed to find people that don't like the G funk sound. Yeah. Undeniable. It's two cheat codes. Oh, go ahead. My fault. My fault. No, 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 it's no, two no. cheat codes. It's funk and soul and it's dance hall reggae. If you're not sure what to play or the crowd not really rocking with you, try some, some disco or some funk, get the crowd rocking again. But definitely the cheat code is always dance hall because it don't matter what age you are, no matter what race you are, everybody's just going to start dancing and grooving. If you drop some dance hall, you can rock that out for. The rest of the night, if you want, everybody gonna have a good time. Yeah, it's facts. Yeah, man. Yeah, Yaga. 
<laughs> the girls do sugar. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So, yeah, man, we're rocking with Deshaun Jones once again. Uh, Heat holders, we appreciate everybody, of course, uh, listening to our previous episodes. This episode will be available, of course, soon. Filmatic. Uh, man, while, while we got family on the line, man, uh, what, what else we got before we get out of here? Oh man, of course, man. We got we gotta we gotta talk about uh fathering, man. We got we got we got we got three uh fathers in here. Um yes, sir. you you guys are uh living the dream mm-hmm. right now with the uh with the young ones. Uh <laughs> all 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 that stuff that I had to uh them them late nights, uh early mornings. But um man, talk about it, man. What's as as having the youngest uh child on this podcast to Sean tell us what it's like of uh, being a father for the second time around it's definitely special it's a girl this time around so um when when, when my wife was pregnant the first time I was really attached to the pregnancy making sure she was good and doing whatever I can and making sure I was attentive and there for and all that the second time around, I was feeling a little bit guilty because I was a little bit detached because I was trying to make sure, one, she was in a good headspace and she was cool, but also looking after our son and making sure that he wasn't overwhelming her too, right? So I didn't really have time to process like, yo, I'm having another kid, plus I'm having a daughter. It was always in the back of my mind, but I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to deal with this emotionally when she get here. And as soon as I held her, I was like, oh man, it's, it's a wrap for me. I'm done. And it's you know she could be three months next week it, it's already very blatantly obvious that she's a daddy's girl so i'm really in trouble um but it's just a it's just a beautiful thing man it's a blessing like being a father is the best thing that ever happened to me um when people ask me why i always tell them because you look at your children and they're an extension of the love you have for for your partner right so i look at my son i look at my daughter they're extensions of the love that I have for my wife. So no matter if I'm beefing with her, or we arguing or whatever, I can look at them, they can cheer me up. And I can be like, yo, they don't exist without her and the love that we share to bring them here. You know what I mean? Um, for, for my daughter, she looks exactly like my wife and she acts exactly like my wife, attitude and everything. So seeing them have face-offs with each other is hilarious. Still have brought it up earlier before we started recording but it really is like the spider-man meme of them pointing at each other like they are already doing that now at three months so i can't wait to see how hilarious it's going to be when she gets older um and then with my son he's just like me but doper and he's almost three i'm like how you get to be iller than me at three it's not fair <laughs> you're gonna be cooking out here and i'm both terrified and excited at the same time and he's smart and he's exactly like me as far as like his attention to detail. He wants things to be very meticulous, just like I, I am. And he's a nerd. He likes comic books and superheroes. And no, no, no. Spider-Man tell him he likes and, the right superhero. Tell him, tell him who, who Young P's favorite superhero is. Hands down, his favorite superhero is Spider-Man. Let's go. Don't say nothing bad about Spider-Man. That's his absolute favorite. Uh, he's sleeping on Spider-Man sheets as we speak in Me Spider-Man too. pajamas right now. <laughs> Me too. Um, but he he basically like whatever I like, he likes, which is which is ill, and even down to music. 
So I got him throwing up the Wu Tang sign. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, I threw that on the page, and yo, that that got some of the best reactions. Yeah, he, he was he was yelling uh, Wu Tang. He didn't quite have a W right, but we we gonna work on that. But but he he had the spirit was there, yo. The 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 the, uh, the thirty six chambers was flowing strong within him, yo. <laughs> Shout out to you, man. You you doing God's work. Yeah, I'm trying my best, man. I'm trying to be father of the year. Right it's like Spider Man. Basketball, football, whichever one you want to like. You like in skateboarding now too. Like I'm, I have skateboard videos playing on the computer, or I'm playing a skateboard game. He's like skateboard, so you know that's my old man. He, I'm, he gonna be the way doper version. You know? It's a blessing. Yes, yes, man. So, uh, speaking of skateboard, man, Phil told me uh, we would be remiss if we didn't give you just a couple minutes to to have a a skateboard piece slash uh, Jack Hugo. Uh, slash uh, Shay Halley uh, appreciation moment, man. I like on the on the scale of, of one to ten. Uh, where where is your Neptune's uh, fandom? Is it, is it just moderate, like five, or is it is it past ten? It's beyond a ten because when they were popping, I was young, and I got to grow up watching them kill shit forever and never stop. Yeah, and. They instilled a sense of pride in people like me and kids my age from being from Virginia. Um, I used to not like being from Virginia because I was born in New Jersey. I lived there till I was three and I was up there, you know, a third of the year. I wanted to live in Jersey. I wanted to be up there where all the ill shit was, where all the fine girls was and shit. Like, I wanted to be up there, like, the, all them, you know, I can get my mixtapes and stuff up there. I wanted to be there and live with my dad. So I had a resentment from being in Virginia for the longest time until Missy and Tim and Pharrell and Chad came around. Um, but I connected more with Pharrell and Chad because I was skating, I was in the art and nerdy stuff, and they looked like me and they looked like my friends. And when you get older, Fam, if you walking around as a kid or you out somewhere and you see Pharrell driving the Phantom or driving the Enzo or driving the NSX, that's going to do something to you. Or if you at your little sister's basketball game and Malice is right behind you and me being a fucking dork, I'm throwing the Star Trek sign up to him because I'm geeked that he's behind me. You know what I mean? And he do it back. Like, that's, that's ill. And then for it to be full circle for me to work with him and become rather close with him for a, a good period of time it, it, it's crazy and then just the influence they have outside of the area is dope too because if i go anywhere and say that i'm from 757 people are like word do you know such and such and such or have you seen blah 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 blah, blah, blah? like i used to hate saying it when i go to jersey like yo i gotta I'm come back to va but when the niggas started popping when Brian came out, they were like, yo, you see Pharrell, you know this? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it, it's yo, different. Yo, even oh, yo, the Pusha T really used to have, like, yo, like, like fiends out there, like zombies? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, literally weird questions like that. And I'd be gassing, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and just, they opened my eyes to a bunch of just, it's kind of like the Kanye stuff to an extent. Like they open my eyes to another realm of music, right? Like Kanye opened me up to like the the backpack stuff that I was missing out on because of my age, and they and opened my eyes up to just different sounds and different music textures. So funk and soul stuff, uh, house music, um, electronic music. So I go back and listen to stuff like Kraftwerk or 
things like that. Um, more synth heavy stuff, um, Sly, Funkadelic, um, stuff like that. And then just stuff of the era that was different, um, that was coming out. So yeah, they, they mean the world to us, man. And they still, they're not really producing consistently and they still influencing everything. Like people still want to flip and wear the old Star Trek stuff. I got the brain rug over there right now. You know what I mean? Like, nice. I always got to give it up to them. That was that was one of my favorite pair of SVs. I got I got a great offer for them, so I had to let them go. But the uh, the NERD uh, SB dunks, yeah, that was that was a great time, yo. When did you sell them? Uh, probably like three years ago. You should have held on to them shits, dog, because you probably could have got a grip now. No, no, I oh I, I got a grip then that about okay, about, bad, what, right, about bad, what they are for on goat. Like right now. Okay, good. That's good, what good, I got then. Good. Then that's why I sold them because the, the offer was so crazy. I had to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and whenever they came into town, when I would go see them. So the best show I ever went to in my life was going on a dark tour. It was Lupe open, then it was them, and it was Rihanna, and of course Kanye. Um, we were there. It was all in there they, together. Yeah. Oh man, we, we didn't know how deep he was because we all didn't sit together. <laughs> yeah, we. I remember we, when nah. everybody rushed the the, the, yeah. the seats because it was mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, man. One of one Mother's of, Day, one of my, Mother's Mother's Day, Mother's Day. That's, that's one of my favorite. His mom had just died. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was it was raining the whole time, and then as soon as he came out, stopped raining. Still one of the greatest ex- concert experiences I've ever had in my life, yo. Um, everybody yeah, killed it. Had had Rihanna, had uh, Chris came out just to just just came out just because he he was he was messing with Rihanna at the time. Um, he came out and was dancing the spaz. Yeah. yeah, 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 um, yeah. The spaz. That's right. Lupe, Lupe uh, killed it. Lupe was the opening act, which was crazy when you think about it. So it was like Lupe, uh, Rihanna, or it was Lupe, Nerd, Rihanna, and then Kanye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the everybody knows remix was recorded that night because yep. it came out the next morning. Facts. This yeah. is still it's still one of the best concert experiences. Like 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 Vod and Tashawn said, it was raining crazy, and this is in the amphitheater, so it's covered, but it's still outside. So the wind was making the rain go sideways, so you were still getting wet and everything. If you were on on any one of the sides, if you weren't directly in the middle, you were you were getting wet, and it was like that for most of the concert, but like when they start setting up for Kanye's uh, set, they couldn't bring everything out because of like they fear of electrical damage and all of that. So they couldn't, you couldn't get the full set design, but it was still one of the best shows. And then he did like the extended version of Hey Mama. Man, everybody in there had the eye sweat going. It was, it was a moment. Because he cried, he, cause he cried that night because that yeah. was his first shows after his mom died. It was Mother's Day. Yeah, it was the it was the first Mother's Day after his mom had passed, and it was one of it was one of the first shows I believe, like because I Regine was one of the early stops in the tour, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and it, it just was so so dope. Yeah, I have such fond memories of that, and it's funny that we were all in there. Me and Vod actually rode together, even though we didn't, because you you were sitting with your sister, I was with Jazz, and then. Did did you go with Chelsea's head joint or you went with your homies? No, I went with um my best friend, uh, one of my other homies. Okay. Yeah, so it's crazy how we were all in there 
in like different parts of the arena for this for this one concert. But I think I think yeah. it's safe to say we all had if not the same a very similar experience in 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 affinity for that that concert like i i immediately had to buy tickets because they they came to camden uh they came to philly like i i was like yeah, I, I i have to see this again like there's no way i can cannot experience this again like it was i and i think about it i'm like man i should have just i should have gone to new york too like like yeah like that's one of those shows like yeah yeah like Nothing can replicate the one that we all saw, but it still was just like, man, like they they could have got me for pay per view for that too. Like it was just, <laughs> yeah, it was it was just a it was like it was raining when um when Rihanna was doing Umbrella. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yo, yep. like it's just just so and she like, literally so much had stuff. had to have an umbrella. <laughs> like yeah, it, like everything like, was, was so cool. crazy about that night, man, and that was probably. That night is probably like the height of my Kanye fandom. Like mm. I don't, I don't think I, I, I loved. It was a bigger fan of that dude any more than that night. Like I was like, this is yeah. the greatest shit I've ever seen. And I, and this is somebody that has seen. I saw the Michael Jackson victory tour. Yeah. That yeah, I was. No, granted, no, yeah. Granted, I was very young. But at the same time, this meant so much more because it was it was our generation. It was it was our music. It was it was everything. And then just the emotion of everything that that man had went through at that point to get on that stage on Mother's Day, knowing all of us in there, knowing how much his mom meant to him. It was crazy, man. Yeah. One of my wow. biggest regrets is I slept. They came out with a book for the Glow in the Dark tour after the tour was over. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to buy it, I'm going to buy it, I'm going to buy it. And I never did. And they only printed it once. And if you try to go on eBay and get that book now, it's like three, four, five hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. The, do, do, you, you, do you remember they, they had versions of that book at the tour? You talk, no, so you're talking about the quote book. I still no, got the quote book. No, not the, not the little oh, you mean, book. They had the book there, but they didn't tell anybody that they had the book there. And oh, I see. I didn't know that. There's people like that 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 had the book there. It was on they they had them at like the stand, so like whoever bought them and they were just gone. But they they had them at all the shows, but they didn't announce like, oh yeah, we selling this book by the way, because you know <laughs> it was just if you yeah, know you I, know type situation. I didn't know until after the tour was over, damn near a year later, and they were like, yeah, such and such is publishing this coffee table book. It's got all this exclusive behind the scenes, you know, photos and all that. And it looked crazy. And I remember the trailer they put out for it was like all this HD concert footage. And I was like, why don't y'all just put the DVD out? That's what we really want. But they never did. Well, you know, you know, the um, Netflix is putting out the uh, the the uh, the doc that, that's supposed to go right back pre-college dropout up until like last year like it's, it's yeah well, uh, cootie and chica is doing it yeah 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 so, so it's going to be pretty thorough from what they're saying and, and if it's anything like how he how he dives into the music it should be pretty thorough he and he's definitely been a documentarian for his entire career so yeah. we're probably mm -hmm. going to see some some stuff we've never seen before 
you can see some wild shit. People either gonna fall back in love with this dude or hate him even more. I don't think it's gonna be probably, probably a little bit of both. Yeah. I think I think it's gonna do people like me. It's gonna make us even more mad that we that that dude. I, I don't think we'll ever get the college dropout version of Kanye West. I think that's done. I think that was like, like yeah, that's that's that part's over with. So that part's gonna for somebody like me. That's that part's gonna suck. But just seeing like the the growth and evolution, that'll be cool to see. Yeah. Well, Phil, we, we we got we got him for a couple more minutes, man. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the grand What's the grand finale? Man, we going tit for tat. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right, all right, to So this this basically we gonna give you an option, and you gotta pick one or the other. It's straight straightforward like that. So, uh, all right, bottom. I'm, I'm gonna set it off. Uh, I'm gonna do one, and then you do one. So, Tashan, we, you have to pick between Midnight Marauders and the Low End Theory. Tiff Attack. Low end. Which one you got? Low end. Low end. Okay. Low, low you said that kind of fast. <laughs> I've been I've been asked that question before, and I've had debates about it and i used to be a marauders guy but the older i get I'm, I'm so, so who hurt you what happened <laughs> no no nobody hurt me i just loosened up my backpack a little bit oh man you gotta you gotta get like you, 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 tighten up your straps man <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, low, one, low, low one is that shit man that's the one gotcha all right uh you you yeah you gotta you gotta open up your imagination for this one all right all right uh you're at moe's tavern all right all right, all right. <laughs> uh a brawl breaks out one, one person you want fight fighting beside you willie the groundskeeper or bart simpson i'm going willie dog you see the man take his shirt off, <laughs> super ripped. That man, that man, faster than a Scotsman, by nothing fast. <laughs> My man greased himself up and went through the vent. <laughs> <style. laughs> he he bodied the whole he bodied the whole school as uh, Freddy Krueger in the Treehouse of Horror. <laughs> Treehouse of Horror, yeah. <laughs> Yo, yeah, really, really, really tough. Really tough. Yeah, man, he had the uh, the. Uh, the lawnmower with the uh with the razor claws on it. Yeah, Willie's really, really <laughs> a beast, man. All right, all right, I got you. It's a versus happening. It's uh it's production only. Mm. It's, it's 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 Mr. West versus Mr. Williams, Pharrell Williams. Who you got? Production For only. Pharrell. If I'm looking at it through the lens of versus uh, Pharrell is going to hit way harder um, song for song. Everybody know Ye's drums is his weak point, right? So if you listen into it just song for song, obviously we know Kanye has cataloged um, his own albums and producing for other people. Um, same with Pharrell, but Pharrell songs just not harder. It's kind of hard to beat a song that has a four count and all his just got four counts. So before you even hear anything drop, you're gonna get four boom, 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 boom. 
album and someone come in like if you do uh excuse me miss remix and that come on oh, yeah. that's when you Kanye was doing that that's what, that's what was playing in my mc is like a phenomenon yeah that's a great point i never i never thought that, about that that's dope when when you did the four count just now um uh i gotcha uh lupe came came to mind when you did that one like but it's but you're right though like there's so many that you could think of like and that wouldn't even get played in the 20 probably like if i'm picking nah, like nah. 20 neptune song i ain't getting played yeah but it's a win it's a win if it come on yeah yeah I mean, i'm doing crazy uh phil we got a couple more yeah 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 all right the, the super important the all important you're eating now i, I i'm of course i'm going to take breakfast i am a breakfast uh kind of sore vodrick you're taking taking dinner man you gotta definitely gotta gotta make sure that you have a nice meal that's that's where a, a lot of the night is set you so know, you finish dinner strong time. mr c yeah well not not quite like him but hey um, yo yeah. <laughs> but dinner yeah dinner versus breakfast so tip and tat dinner or breakfast me yeah you uh yeah dinner for sure like especially the older i get um yeah i can i, I can easily not eat breakfast and, and oh, keep yeah, pushing, but i gotta i gotta not nah, that's man. why you tired now all, not all that breakfast is the most important meal shit is, is not true yo oh no it, i, I, I never said it's the most important i said it's the best Bre breakfast is only dope and, and that's the thing too breakfast is dope when breakfast is brunch like breakfast just by itself is kind of boring and you honestly can't really OD with breakfast because nah you man try to try to eat all that stuff that you eat for breakfast and then go work eight hours like you're gonna feel like crap the whole day that's and a fact I, if i had yeah you, you od on a, on a crazy breakfast and then you still got stuff to do all day like you're not gonna feel good at all so, so you're not eating a Waffle House meal and then going over <laughs> and having a great. Well, first of all, I've never right. eaten that Waffle House. Stop lying to yourself. I've never eaten that Waffle House, so that's one. He said he said Waffle House meal. He said type that type of meal. That type of meal, yeah. I get busy. Yeah. Oh, I get physical, mystical, and very artistical. But 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 like just think about that though. Like like breakfast, like yeah, okay, like Sunday breakfast, Saturday breakfast, okay, you're at your leisure. But like, yo, like the rest of the week, yo, a, a crazy breakfast is trash. See, you still got bring all ready. kinds of caveats into it. I'm strictly it's, talking but, about the food. But that's true. But I mean, that's what you got to think about. Dinner, like, yeah, yo, man. like, I'm good. I'm good for the night. No matter what I eat, I'm good. I'm, I can have the ability to go to sleep afterwards if I want to. I can't <laughs> eat, like, a big-ass omelet and yeah. oatmeal or whatever and then just, like, clock in. I'm going to be sluggish. <laughs> one more man all right what, what we got all right let me see let me see what we got we got to talk about sneaks we ain't do we ain't do any sneaks oh i mean all right so i'm going to say the jordan three and vi you're going to say jordan 11 three i'm a i'm a classic i'm a classic jays go past a certain point uh, when it comes to Jordan, so threes for sure. Threes for sure, no doubt. Threes for sure. All right. And elevens yeah. the patent leather joints, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yo, putting this out there, patent leather is the fucking worst. That shit is whack. 
don't put patent leather on none of my anything. I hate that shit. It's corny. It looked ugly and <laughs> do not do Bama. not disrespect the Jordan Eleven, yo. We we will not do. I'm calling classic it shoe, classic classic silhouette. But keep the patent leather off the ones. We don't need that shit. Like no, no, no. I no, no, no. We can agree there. The patent leather on the ones is terrible. Um, it's horrible. Patent leather on the ones is definitely terrible. But for for the Jordan Eleven, they nailed it. So one one last bonus question. And there's there's no tip for tat. It's just a just a just a straight up answer. Number one, Simpsons uh sub character. So like besides the 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 family of five, who's who's the number one, you know, supporting character on the Simpsons? You can even give us your top three. It's uh it's gotta be one of the Phil Hartman characters. So I would say Lionel Hutz. Yes. Lionel Lionel Hutz. Lot of, dude, man, slinging monorails. Was my man's name Troy McClure? Troy Hey, Troy you McClure, know me from yeah. such hits as <laughs> Yo, Troy McClure is that guy. <laughs> any any anything Phil Hartman uh Phil Hartman is 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 a, is a W. Like La Landley the the the, 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 the scammer. Yeah, built yo. the monorail like come on man he was that dude yo they, they, remember they bought the uh the staircase to nowhere and everybody was just walking up and then falling <laughs> off the <floor? laughs> yeah <laughs> yo i i watch i watch uh i'll i'll just randomly just throw them joints on on disney plus it, it's it's so great and especially in like probably like from like season three to probably like season 12 like that's like the sweet spot for me, even though I watch all of them. Even like even like the newer joints, it's still they still got gems. But yeah, uh, de- definitely rest in peace to Phil Hartman because that it's funny you said it because we were just talking about uh me me and Champ we joke about that like when like we if we get something new any type of new like hi I'm Troy McClure, you know me from and then we just introduce the stuff that's. That's just like an inside joke with us, but it's always great when other people uh, outside get that drum. Yeah. Another man. reason why Hope is the GOAT is because apparently he's a huge Simpsons fan too. Questlove said he's one of the biggest Simpsons fans he ever met. He said he'll throw like random obscure Simpsons references at him. And Questlove will be like, what? You know that? So that's another yeah, reason why Hope is yeah, GOAT. Man. And he left-handed. So, you know, all the, all the best people in the world, you know it. Uh, shout, out to, shout out to Ned Flanders. Yeah, man, the leftorium in the, <laughs> the left tor- leftorium, yeah. the leftorium in this oh. joint, man. All, 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 all uh, right to left uh, notebooks in the house. My wife yeah, is yeah. left-handed, so I can't slander her. Of course she is. Yeah, of course she is. I was snitching if you did. she tried to she tried to force PJ to be left-handed. She's like, oh, he gonna be left-handed. Watch. She was sick. It was the first time he grabbed the thing. He was like, oh. <laughs> oh, I did. I did the same thing with Z. Like Z, Z was with it for a minute. She was, she was holding the bottle with the left hand. Then, the, then, then the first time she started like coloring, she, she went. In. I was like, oh. I was like, I was, I was like, I was like the beginning of the Jizzes skit. I was like, you, you don't know what you're choosing, but you need to choose. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> 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 but no, man. 
it, it's it's all love, man. Anyway, it come, but yeah, man. Uh, God made a few perfect people, and in the, in, the, in the rest of right handed. That's the, I'm gonna just leave you in that one. Uh-huh. Yo, uh huh. Yo, yo, real quick, I gotta give a give a give a shout out to my guy, uh, my guy, uh, Kirk Van Houten, man. That that's my that's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> that's my dude, man. Because because I always always like you now like you just think about people like. Um, there's two things that stick out in my life, like the, the road that I don't want to go on. And it's um, whenever I think about um, EPMD Gold Digger and then like you're eating TV dinners in your one bedroom apartment or whatever. Like I never wanted <laughs> to be that dude. And then that made me think of Kirk because like, yo, like his life, like he was sleeping in a race car. Uh, you know, the I was just car to say <laughs> like you just you don't want to go out like Millhouse's dad, man. Like he, no, you like, don't want to go out like Millhouse's dad, or you don't want to go out like Gil. Gil, Gil yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Gil, yeah. Like, oh man, yeah. never L for Gil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Shout shout to those dudes because they're definitely like yo, like you think it's bad now, like just imagine living like that, you know, like yeah. on Skid Row. De- definitely shout out the future president. Uh, uh, Ralph Wiggle, man, because he has my greatest—he <laughs> has my greatest quote ever, man. He was like, he said, "Oh boy, sleep. That's where I'm a Viking." And yo, like, like, and then he just—he just went and put his head on the desk. So like, any anything, like, yo, you know how to do this? Like, yeah, that's where I'm a Viking. Like that, I say that to this day, yo. Like, just subconsciously, not even. And and I remember. Z asked me one day, why do I always say that? And then I, so I showed her the episode. I had to Google because I didn't know which, which episode it was. I knew it was a Valentine's Day joint. That's what I, the I choose, choose, choose you uh, Valentine's Day card that he, that he got from Lisa. And so, so I showed her that. And then, so that, that was all, that's still one of my all time favorite uh, Simpsons quotes, y'all. My favorite round one is when he called uh, homie Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> yo yo to bring this full circle yo some of my favorite follows on twitter are simpsons writers or former simpsons writers like there's a few that are on there and like they just think different like they think exactly how like probably we think about stuff like their sense of humor is, is exactly what kind of we're laughing about yeah. now. So that's why I love Conan, man. Like, like, yeah. like mm-hmm. I, I don't watch Conan like regularly, but anytime I turn it on, I always laugh because he still has that same sense mm-hmm. of humor that made those shows so great. And like, he was like, I used to like, watch, yeah. Yeah, he was like a head writer on the, that, that sweet spot of, of seasons on The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch Conan Heavy in high school for that same reason. Like, one, he was a Simpsons alumni, and he was just the funniest dude ever in me. Yeah, um, man. But, man, this has been so dope, man, talking with you. We have we have to do this more. You you are now official Tissue in the Tape alumni. It goes in your it goes in your title, man, like like MD. So, you know, you you can all you can always come back anytime you want. You know, I mean, you you are already family, but it's we the 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 bond is even tighter yeah. now. And, and then also, also, man, you know, you're doing your mixes, of course, man. If you want to do, uh, you know, if you want to do uh, respect hand holders uh, for Valentine's Day, you want to do a mix like that or something. Yeah, man. Like that. Or, or, have, or he hold the radio, man. We he we hold the radio. Up. Yeah, it's 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 open, man. The, the invite's open. It, yeah, I'm overdue for a mix, so yeah, we can make app. All right, no doubt. Say less.
ladies and gentlemen, Deshaun Jones. Just really thank so much for me, man. Thank you, man. I gotta come back. I gotta come back. Oh no, like, like you can you can always come back, man. Um They do hip hop better than you. Oh, this is Sissy in the tape. Like that, Daddy. Like that, baby. <laughs>